to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters, Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Brett Schwartz on the line, and he's founder over at Capital Gains Tax Solutions. Um, This is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. What does that mean? It's when I bring on a guest that I had on in the past, uh, and I I couldn't get enough of him, so I brought him right back. So that would be Brett today. Um, Brett, welcome back to the show. Adam, thanks for having me. Man, it's great to catch up. I was like, new year, 2020, new decade, uh, Capital Gains Tax Solutions. I think we're going to have a good show. What do you think? I think so too. You know, the marketplace is still very strong and high, and, and values are very high, and so there's a lot of capital gains tax out there to be deferred. So um, let's just jump right in. So uh, let's get into what you're doing over at Capital Gains Tax Solutions. So first, uh, for the for the listeners that didn't get a chance to hear the first one, I think we recorded that about a year ago now or something. Like it's been a while. Um, uh, what what's going on over at Capital Gains Tax Solutions? Let's start there. Yeah, so most high net worth individuals who own high end primary homes, commercial real estate or businesses, you know, they struggle with capital gains taxes, somewhere between 30 and 50% of their gain when they go to sell. And we use a deferred sales trust to get in tax deferral, uh, liquidity, diversification. And for some of your listeners who own commercial real estate, the ability to eliminate the need for a 1031 exchange so they can create and preserve more wealth. You know, there's a there's a stat that the American Banker Association found when they did a survey that uh, there's about $17 trillion that's going to pass from one generation to the next in the next 20 years. And this is known as the largest wealth transfer in the history of the planet. And it's by the baby boomers. And a lot of them are looking to retire. In fact, there's about $77 million in the U.S. alone and about 10000 turning 65 every day. And they're tired of the toilets, trash, and liability. A lot of them are. And they're looking to, to pass on to the next generation. But they feel trapped, right, because if they sell these highly appreciated assets, they're looking at, again, the 30 to 50%. So we, uh, their gain being wiped out by that tax. So we come in and we, we give them this tool to give them a lot of flexibility and a lot of options so they can create and preserve more wealth. And let's face it, so they can be a little more passive in their life and enjoy their wealth. Now, that's awesome. So let's, um, I don't want to assume that everybody listening knows what a deferred sales trust is. So let's do a little primer here. Um, so let, um, first, let's define that. Yeah, so deferred sales trust is just a manufactured installment sale or a way to, way to, uh, your listeners might know about it is, is an ins- a seller carryback. So, uh, you know, the, the IRS gives us certain tax, tax loopholes, legal loopholes to help stimulate the economy and keep money flowing versus just be putting in a bank and sitting there. And the way they, ways they do that, they say, hey, if you can put it into investment property, uh, or other businesses or the stock market, um, and use certain tools, we, we will allow you to defer the tax. And, 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 and in other words, it's going to grow the economy. So um, on, the, on the big macro level. So in this scenario, you carry a note. So imagine Adam was selling a property for $10 million and he decided to carry back paper, let's say, of I gave you a $2 million down payment. In that scenario, you'll owe tax on the two, Adam, because you've received the two. But on the other $8 million, it's in a deferral state. The difference with the deferred sales trust is we, we actually have a cash buyer lined up, ready to go, about to buy it for you for $10 million. But instead, the trust jumps in between, and it actually buys your position for $10 million, and you carry a note back for 100% of the financing. It gives you a zero down payment. And because you took a zero down payment, Adam, you haven't received any of the principal balance. Therefore, you're in a tax deferral state. 
And then immediately the trust turns around and it sells it for the same price it bought it from you. Bought it for 10, it sold it for 10. And therefore, there's been no taxable gain for the trust. And the buyer takes title the same way he would have either other way. And he, he's happy, he's gone. And But now you have a whole lot more flexibility, a lot more benefits. And the number one one being you can buy at optimal timing. And what does that mean? Well, that means you can purchase property maybe when it's more of a buyer's market, right, when the market shifts. I think most of us would agree, especially here in California where we're located, it's definitely a seller's market. Prices are through the roof, and it's very hard to find value-add forced appreciation opportunities uh, that make a whole lot of sense to purchase. And so for, especially for a lot of our California uh, clients, they're selling highly appreciated assets. They're going to the deferred sales trust, paying off all their debt along the way, and now they're being able to diversify that into stocks, bonds, mutual funds of their choosing. But even better, out-of-state out real estate, right, passive commercial real estate deals that have, you know, excess of 10% cash on cash returns in areas that are, are not as highly appreciated, such as, you know, the coastal states. And so now they're not only creating, preserving more wealth, but they're also achieving what a lot of them want, which is more of a passive lifestyle. So um, for the listeners here, um, what do the – so now the assets are in the trust. Um, what kind of things could do that can they invest in while the assets are in the trust? Does it have to be real estate or could it be other things? Can it be a mixture of things? Give us some more feel on, on where, the, where the money goes once it's, uh, once it's there. Yeah, let's break that down. So first of all, it goes to a bank, and it's held in what's called DACA account, which means uh, direct access control agreement. It, the funds only ever moved with the client's signature. But in the, but before that, they kind of determine, they take a risk tolerance questionnaire, and based upon that risk tolerance questionnaire, we determine how and where the funds are invested, such as stocks, bonds, mm-hmm. mutual funds. But the best part is commercial real estate. Now, within that amount, let's imagine it was $10 million sitting there, up to 80% mm-hmm. is available the next day to go into your own private real estate deal of your own or with partners, or you can you know invest and partner with Adam or anyone else who's a, who's a professional um, syndicator for, for either a business or real estate. You can also do ground-up development. We have clients that are wanting to use the funds to develop real estate on their own. Because it's not a 1031 exchange, we don't have to follow the guidelines of equal or greater value within a short period of time. Um, and and the second thing is the remaining 20% can stay in stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Now, some of our clients will just be 100% in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, conservative allocations. Most of our notes earn 8% over any 10-year period of time and net decline about 6.5%. So really, just it's customizable. It really just depends on what the client's needs and wants are. But here's the best part. It's adjustable along the way. So we have some clients that set it up where they're not taking any income, and they're, not, and they're just having the interest compound, and then they're taking it at a later date. Or they're taking more income in principal um, and paying some in capital gains tax along the way and some in ordinary income with the interest payment. So it's flexible and adjustable um, in and out of investments, and the key is we're just deferring that 30 to 50% along the way, and we're doing it optimal timing so you can create, again, and preserve more wealth. And so uh, something that you brought up is, is really key, and that is um, with – and so some people that are listening to this, they didn't really know divert, Deferred Sales Trust existed, um, and they didn't know that, that they have heard of, you know, 1031 Exchange. And to me, one of the big downfalls of that is that whole equal or greater value part. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more um, for those uh, that aren't quite um, aware of what that means? Yes, yeah, so the 1031 Exchange, one of the first rules is you have to you have to – Sell a piece of investment real estate and buy like-kind investment real estate. So it does not call. So a primary home does not qualify. Neither does a business. So let's imagine you had a five million dollar property, Adam, and you're selling that, and uh, you have 45 days to identify a couple of properties, and then you need to close on a property of five million dollars or greater. 
Now, one of the challenges is if you had debt on that property, it means you're probably, and you're, you're needing to, um, take on as much or more debt. And so within that short period of time, so this creates what we call the perfect storm for for the seller to get the highest price and the Absolutely. worst storm for the buyer to get to have to pay the highest price. And so yep. we call this the sell high, buy higher 180 days later. And it's what I found at Marcus and Millichap 10 years ago or 13 years ago when I was sitting there and people got hammered before the 08 crisis. What happened, 05, 06, 07, they love to be sellers as a 1031 uh, seller, but they hated being buyers. And they ended up overpaying. A lot of them got, real, got really hurt because they felt they had no other option. So our, our, our parents taught us to sell high, buy low. They didn't teach us to sell high and buy higher. And unfortunately, that's what the 1031 uh, forces you to do. Uh, so the intent is to buy at optimal timing. The solution is the deferred sales trust and that we can sell, not only defer all the tax, but then pay off all of the debt. So now you're debt-free. And then you can buy tomorrow, day 181, or five years from now. So the Monday morning quarterback would have sold, let's say, in 06. And, in fact, we had a client do this, sold in 06 and uh, a, a highly appreciated property in Minnesota commercial real estate. Uh, five years later, that same property – was foreclosed on, and that property he bought back from the bank at 60 cents on the dollar, all tax deferred. So we like to say we eliminate the need for the 1031 exchange so you can buy at optimal timing versus having to purchase something just because you're in a 1031 exchange. Yeah, and that's, that's the real key too there, and it's just like opportunity. And then in the, um, and the timing on that, the 45 days, all the other things you say, I mean, it really does make it um, where you, I mean, people do them all the time. I'm not against them. Let's be clear there. But um, that being said, um, unless they make sense with your particular investment objectives, um, deferred sales trust is a, is a great um, alternative, potential alternative option for somebody that wants a little bit more flexibility and also wants uh, more control over the long term and don't want to feel like they're forced into another another property. Maybe they don't even want it times and of more value, more debt, all these other metrics that they may not even be comfortable with, but they feel they have to do just for the sake of um, meeting the guidelines of it. So that's one of the one, one of the best things I feel is out there um, for them. Um, so Brett, um, plans for 2020 um, for, for the company, for anything else, what, what's going on? Let us know what, what, you, what you have on the, on the books for the year. Yeah, we want to educate a thousand business professionals, financial advisors, business brokers, commercial real estate operators, syndicators, and, and really just educate them on the deferred sales trust and, and help them grow their business by giving this valuable alternative that, again, many just don't know about it. So that includes launching my podcast. We have Capital Gains Tax Solutions podcast. It's launching here in just a couple of weeks. Uh, we we have uh, speaking engagements, different seminars, and our goal is just to you know help one person uh, at a time uh, escape feeling trapped by capital gains tax. Uh, we probably are also going to be releasing our our, our first um, ebook coming up as well um, mid year as well. So keep an eye out for that one, and uh, that about sums it up for um, for 2020. Man, that's so exciting! And what's the name of the podcast again? I love to promote podcasts. Yeah, so the podcast, and I'd love to have you on the show, it's called Capital Gains Tax Solutions Podcast. I know it's not a really uh, catchy or necessarily a short, but I just really want to just focus like a niche on different capital gains tax referral options, such as the 1031, Delaware Statutory Trust, Charitable Remainder Trust, and, and share deal stories from, from trusted, um, proven um, um, advisors such as yourself when it comes to deferring capital gains taxes. So we all share those ideas. And the goal is to get clarity on exactly what is best for the client uh, by presenting each of those and, and letting the client uh, decide what's best for them. 
Man, that's really exciting stuff. Um, so, uh, Brett, if somebody's listening to this and they do want more information, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yes, you can go to CapitalGainsTaxSolutions.com, and you can also search Capital Gains Tax Solutions on YouTube. I release videos every Monday, Friday on, on these subjects. And then LinkedIn as well. You can look at me up, uh, Brett Swartz, and you can uh, friend me there, and we can connect. Fantastic. Well, hey, Brett, um, really appreciate you coming back on the show and sharing more about um, all the great things you're doing over at Capital Gains Tax Solutions. Congrats on the new podcast, all great stuff there. And uh, I disagree with you. I do like the name, and why I like the name is because people know exactly what they're going to get for, for tuning in. So I, I think it's a great name. Um, oh, well, and, to thank the audience, you. and to the audience, as always, um, thank you for tuning in. I hope you get a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, uh, do all those great things uh, we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Brett, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks, Adam.